Welcome to SEOconspiracy.com And I am pleased today to welcome The Cleaner. She's the one famous for, for saving any website from any situation, any penalty of a penalty of a penalty or any technical disaster. She's also one of the most thought-after keynote speaker and writer. She wrote over 120 uh, articles for all the major uh, SEO websites. And she's been in the game for around the same time than me, so around 20 years. And she's from Las Vegas, USA. Please welcome Christine Schesinger. Hello. Bonjour, Christine. Bonjour. Wait, and quick quick correction. I do regular speaking. I don't do a lot of keynotes. Well, you do uh, more. If, if you wrote as many articles as you did, um, it's like you are a speaker. <laughs> <laughs> and I do speak a lot. I just don't keynote speak. So, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know what does that mean, keynote, compared to regular speaking. What's the difference? Uh, keynote's the one that's like in the afternoon or the early morning that has the whole conference that they talk to you for like an hour. Okay, okay, got it, yeah. got it. So you've been uh, you've been around for quite a while, and you are mostly specialized in technical SEO, but you are one of these rare breed of SEOs who knows also the rest. <laughs> you know about link building, you know black, <laughs> about content, you know about black hat SEO, which gives you some superpowers because uh, it's pretty rare. I, I do all of them too. I just tend to focus on the technical just because I have a background in front-end development. So it's pretty easy for me to understand what Google's looking at. Not always, but most of the time. And like you, you you told before in the in the podcast, you have this special brain that's able to solve puzzles. So is it like in the Matrix? You see you see everything in code. <laughs> <laughs> I do. It just appears to me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I have. I don't know if it's a good or bad thing, but I have a brain where if I don't know how uh, everything works, I have to find it. So I I would go down rabbit holes and solve puzzles, which makes it really good for an auditor technical auditor because when you see an anomaly you want to know why it's there and so then you follow it until you figure out the answer but today you are taking us down another type of rabbit hole because you had to turn in somebody to the fbi <laughs> i did do that <laughs> so tell us what happened <laughs> I have a feeling he was already on their radar, so I don't know that I had the great play in there. But, yeah, we have to stay um, uh, vague. <laughs> yeah, and stay vague is true. Uh, I had a company I was working for as a consultant that did online reputation management. And so they had a client that was being harassed by somebody. And so the boss asked me if I could go and figure out what was going on and, and how to fix it. And so uh, I went and I... Uh, spent the evening at a Panera, which is like a cafe here, <laughs> and started going to the rabbit hole, finding out this guy didn't just have harassing this one client. He was harassing about 35,000 other sites that I could find. And what he'd do is buy up the extra domain name. So most small businesses don't buy up all their domain names. 
and he would put a big red banner at the top of the page and say that, you know, they were a scammer. And so um, these were doctors and lawyers and people who their reputation really matters. And so I realized that this was a big scam because what I would found out he did when research court documents and people who had sued him was that he was blackmailing them once uh, the original contact was made. So he'd make the site, he'd contact them and ask them if they needed online reputation management. And then he would go blackmail them into continuing to pay him or he would never take it down. Huh. Which is kind of weird because he's actually a really good SEO. He really got things up there. So he could have made more money just doing that instead of trying to like do this <laughs> illegal thing. Because he could have done it with affiliates and made millions, right? Uh -huh. But instead he did this. So um, I spent the whole night uh, tracing name servers because it, it was a guy, but he had the woman's name, his girlfriend, on a lot of the name servers. And then I figured this kind of guy isn't going to let all the name server control left to the woman. So I went and followed it to and found the original name server with his name on it. Um, that's I used the uh, domain tools, which were fantastic. And uh, so I gathered all that data together and screenshots of a bunch of the sites and the court documents and all the research about him that I found. And I was taking it to work at about six in the morning. And I go, you know what? Or oh, maybe seven in the morning. I was like, this seems like it's a little out of my league because some of the stuff that I read <laughs> linked him to mafia groups. And I'm like, mm, might not be what I want to be associated with. And so I took it and I left it at the FBI store. So he did eventually, um, he eventually killed himself in jail. Um, but uh, I don't, I didn't have anything to do with that. But uh, he, he was a renowned uh you know, scammer and even some famous SEOs had gone to court with him. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I was surprised when I looked at the court document and it's like, oh, <laughs> I know that person and they were in court with them. So, um, so the ironic thing was I took it back to the person who asked me to do this and he fired me a week later, didn't pay me a whole That's bunch nice. of money. And then so I did a background check on him and found he had been in prison twice and started the <laughs> online reputation management agency to hide his online Just reputation. To clean him. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, uh, yeah, so that was a whole there was a whole another story there, but I can't get into any of that. So. He did go to prison though, nothing to do with me. He just was already under like uh, federal surveillance and wound up serving three years or four years of prison. Like we always say, karma is a bitch, huh? Yeah, yeah, and I think he's pretty sure he deserved it. That's that's what I always say about uh, negative SEO. I know how to do it because I participated in so many SEO contests where negative SEO is definitely the way to go in this kind of <laughs> game. But I, I, I'd never do it. I'd never, I'd never yeah. advise anybody to it because uh, you have to buy so many uh, good uh, count my points, you know, positive ones to counterbalance the bad you're doing. That, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, I'm a full believer in that. And I, I, I like you. I learned black hat by going to um, by learning from really good black hat SEOs. But that led me into DefCon, which is the hacker conference here in Vegas, and learning about all the things that can be done to a website that can harm it in the SEO process. So, I think I find a lot more negative SEO than like John Mueller would agree exists, but. <laughs> It's. Uh, I just saw a, um, something about uh, Google Analytics. They yes. were they were able to manipulate the the um, was it like content security something privacy yeah, this, or so security CSP? Yeah, the CSP. CSP and what yeah. they do 
is insert a second Google Analytics code on the site, mm -hmm. and then they get all the data that Google Analytics picks up. So that's everything. It's like a cookie data. Yeah. And, and so it's not a vulnerability in Google Analytics. It's just no. the, the vulnerability in the website. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a big one. And the weird thing is, in the last six months, I've seen quite a few sites that have extra GA codes on them. Hmm. And I asked them, hey, you know, do you know where this came from? And they don't. So now I'm going to go back and re-review those and see if that was just they didn't know, you know, legacy. Mm -hmm. Somebody put it on there or if it was if it was possibly someone was stealing information. And I also uh, read that 53 iOS apps, including TikTok, were able to see everything that you copy in the clipboard. That's nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. TikTok got busted by Apple mm. themselves. Yeah, but TikTok in the United States has been um, by the Pentagon has urged people not to use it because they believe China's using it to spy on other countries. Wow. I don't know if it's true, but I'm just telling you that's what the, that's yeah. what the Pentagon yeah. told us. Yeah. The um, and that's iOS, which is pretty safe. Uh, on yeah. the Google Play Store, it has millions of apps that are crippled. <laughs> <laughs> I've sat in uh, quite a few sessions at DEF CON on hacking Android, and I have an Android, so. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it's definitely not the most secure of phones. I don't know if they ever fixed it, but they uh, a couple years ago uh, sat in a talk where they have um, their, their security certificates. Mm -hmm. They only check the first and the last one. So Apple checks all of them, like yes. all the way through the process. But Android was only checking the first and the last. So somebody could get something into your phone and add a certificate that, that the phone would interpret as legitimate and was not. Mm -mm. So, yeah. So. As far as security goes, uh, well, let's go back to, to SEO and, and websites. Do you think it's part of the mission to... Um, to detect any flaw, any vulnerability. I never, I can't say that word. Vulnerability? <laughs> flaw, okay. That's okay. <laughs> I still have trouble with cinnamon. 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 <laughs> Aluminum. <laughs> because uh, I don't have it in my audit to do a, a safety check of uh if I see something, yeah, you know, you, you see some weird keywords coming up in the search console of you, you do a, a site column and then you see some weird pages appearing. And I know you, you, you recover, you uncovered some, some Trojan or something like that, some viruses in, and they were in the site where decades ago, right? There was an, uh, mm, Trojan. Oh. I don't remember recovering a Trojan. I've had something like man in the middle attacks and stuff like that on on different sites, um, but the, I used uh, I used to use Detectify, which is really good, inexpensive soft uh, like online software mm -hmm. that as long as you have access to the site, it will test it for all the main what they call the ten OWASPs, mm -hmm. ten ten protocols. Uh, but uh, a site bulb has now a section on security okay, now. Yeah. Yeah, now Sightbulb will list most things as blue, which means just an insight, but that doesn't mean they're not important. So like one of the most important vulnerabilities is the XSS vulnerability, which was actually invented by somebody back in the day that actually is related to the community, which is kind of funny. And he talks about it on his public profiles, but I don't want to call it out here. But um, that's one of the easiest ways for them to get into your website. So there's all sorts of things that can be done with those vulnerability layers. So Sitebulb's awesome because Sitebulb will give them to you. And if you need something more in-depth, Detectify is like $60 to run a full site audit. XSS 
is also the easiest way to build backlinks. But uh-huh. <laughs> people, it's illegal. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't do it. It's hacking into sites. <laughs> okay, I will just say the. I'll just say one because uh, I don't think it's uh, possible anymore, and Flash is gone anyway. But uh, if you crafted the URL, okay, sp- special little thing in the the in in the in the URL, you were able to change. Um, the the button okay of of a banner any flash banner so you you click and instead of going to the proper website it would be going to your website next you would index that that uh, that URL and you get a backlink and you could get the backlink from the White House from <laughs> CNN from anybody who was using Flash <laughs> um, uh, that was uh, that was probably the only time. No, maybe I did a couple of times, but uh, that was the only time that I used the XSS uh, vulnerability. But now um, I'm a father, I'm a husband, and I'm not young anymore. So <laughs> none of those. If you are 14 years old, if you live at your parents' house, <laughs> maybe that's a good experience for you to to see someone with a, a badge and a gun coming into the house. <laughs> you will learn your lesson. But yeah, it's just true. Everyone I know who's uh, who is plays in the dark arts, and I don't just mean SEO, have all had a knock at the door at some point in their young life. <laughs> hey, we need to talk to you um. <laughs> because you're you're like okay, it's harmless. I'm not destroying anything. I'm not doing you know. I'm not even if you get into the server and you put in a page, a lot of foreign. Well, I had weaknesses all over the place. I remember PHPBB, uh, for example. So you're like, okay, I get into the server, I put in a page with all my links, and I get out. I don't destroy anything. Still, it's hacking. <laughs> it's, yeah, uh, yeah, it it's is. bad. It's bad. If you if you get caught, you could get in a lot of trouble. One, one but, of the oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. As I say, one of the most ingenious things though I heard at, at DefCon. But similar kind of hacking is ad networks are like one of the, your biggest security vulnerabilities because mm. um, now the modern ad, like the best ad networks won't let you pull in a text file or a JavaScript file, but the ad networks for a long time will let you pull in any file into the ad, including JavaScript. So they could use it to download malware into into your site through uh, CNN or mm. through you know any. Not saying CNN did it, just using that because they were on top of my head, but. Major networks, major websites could be attacked without the site ever knowing about it. So this one girl, though, so there's even one step further that she went. When you engaged with the page after she put the JavaScript in, it didn't trigger any warnings from Google and it didn't trigger any warnings from the server because it hadn't done anything yet. So when you engaged with the page, clicked on something she put in the page or scrolled, it would send out a um, request to Google Translate. Mm-hmm. And it would translate a word into another language that she had in the script, and that would set the malware off. <laughs> oh, and I was nice. like, and you're like, I really want to hate you for that, but I can't because that's so ingenious. Like, <laughs> so it got around all the security software because there was no, there was no way for the security software to detect it. It was a user action mm-hmm. that happened that made it happen, and uh, that's one of the best things I learned about going to DefCon was learning to think that way, to think in the negative and the black hat side. Um, how to look at sites. Mm-hmm. So 
let's uh, let's go back to e-reputation for before we we end up this uh, this episode. Uh, can you tell us something else about um, some story that you had uh, anything you had to clean up that was funny or or, or else? <laughs> yeah, lots of funny stories. <laughs> uh, let's see. There was the the site that um, that had a problem that the the higher ups weren't really that concerned about because. The search box could just create pages after pages, no matter what you put in there, and it would put that information onto the page and in the URL and description. And it said a really bad thing about a religious figure on 250 of their pages. So I took a screenshot of that and put it in a slide deck. So, <laughs> so it was like such and such like sex with animals, and <laughs> which is on their site, right? Because they had this vulnerability and he didn't think it was a big deal, but I put that slide into the presentation. Uh, presentation was over the minute the slide was explained and it became a big priority to get that fixed, which is good because we actually wound up getting an um, issue with Google later in the year while we were fixing it. So, And then uh, one of my best ones is we uh, a loan site had been out of the index for 16 months. Not out, but 750 points down, you know, when they used to do the 50 and the 100 and the 150. And so uh, they were 750 points down. And they had uh, come to us and we told them maybe about six to nine months to fix everything. And then it would take about nine months to rebuild the site because it was in the loan space. And so they came to us and they had a, uh, they had two manual actions, a hidden manual action, a penguin penalty. Um, I think that's everything. Uh, so we get the, the two manual actions lifted in like two months. And then it come, Google comes back to us and they're like, you still have something there. And we're like, there's nothing else there. And I, uh, this is about the time that you could start looking at alt text in bulk with a, mm -hmm. with a like, I, I don't know if it was Screaming Frog, but I think it was Screaming Frog. And uh, I found 8,000 stuff alt text with like all spam text, like just salesy and marketing. And so I'm like, we probably need to remove this. So I removed that and Google lifted the penalty. There is this hidden issue with Google that they'll never tell you they penalize for that. But I've, it's happened on more than one site where someone uses the alt text for the mm -hmm. blind, you know, and they use it and, and they stuff it and Google hits them. But then we got to Penguin and Penguin came back out. Uh, it did its last run through, brought the site back up but without its homepage, which was really common back then. The homepage wouldn't return. And my partner's like, you know, it's because the homepage has no links anymore. So we rebuilt links to the homepage. So six months from start, we get all the manual actions fixed. We get the Penguin panel, Penguin Penguin removed. We get the homepage back. They're in the top 100 for loan terms at the same year that Google got rid of like payday loan sites. Um, and then they told us it wasn't fast enough for them. So <laughs> six months, six months, we had wow. all that done, top, top 100. Some of them were even the top 50, top 30. And we said it'll be another six months. So they're like, that's not fast enough for us. So they fired us. And then six months later, they got themselves another penalty oh. because they went back to buying all the links that they used to buy. <laughs> So, you know, life of an SEO, listen to us, then don't, then come back and prices get higher. <laughs> I told you people, she's the cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, yeah, there's a group of us, yeah. Well, once you start to unveil hidden Google penalties, that's on our level. <laughs> because it does happen. Uh, and, it does and, happen, yeah. And uh, you need a, how could I say it? You need experience. You you need to, like you say, have this puzzle, and you need to 
see, okay, this is legit, this is legit, okay, this is not, <laughs> this is, and only yeah. only experience can can give you that that power to know what's legit or not. Because most of the people they don't do it on purpose; they just think it's a good idea or they saw someone else doing it. <laughs> yeah, and that's like that's the reason that um, forensic SEOs are a little bit different, technical forensic SEOs. Because we know how to look for the anomalies and know how mm. to look for the things, but also we know what Google values and what it doesn't. So we're looking for things like hidden alt text, which we know Google probably has an issue with, um, where someone who doesn't have that experience might mm. go off on a wild goose chase. Not because they're not a good SEO regularly. Um, it's just that forensic technical SEO is a little bit different than regular SEO. I love that term, forensic Technical SEO. We got to find the issue, but Google doesn't tell us what it is. <laughs> Speaking of Google, next time we're going to talk about when does Google abuses its power. Thank you, Christine. Thank you for having me. Until next time. Thanks for watching.